be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. Travis, new rumbling reality intro, a little bit. How you like it? First of 2019 sounds pretty cool, in my opinion. Woo! And yeah. oh, I'm excited to be back. You excited to be back, Travis? It's been a little, little hiatus. Am. We had a we had our break for Christmas and New Year's is nice to step away. And I mean, we really didn't miss a whole hell of a lot in the wrestling game, anyway. So I think uh, we're pretty okay. I would uh, beg to differ. AEW. Okay, so yes, there's there's been stuff that has gone on in the wrestling <laughs> it's world. Be yes. a major topic, honestly. But, so, but I'm talking about like anything in regards to like Raw or SmackDown yeah. interest that's been little to nothing. So what, in your opinion, or not what your opinion, so explain everybody, uh, Travis, what exactly is AEW? Before I go further, do you want me to go into the full depths of what is known at this moment as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to catch everybody up here. For those that are living under a rock and haven't heard, um, AEW has been announced, which is All Elite Wrestling. Yes, this is the big thing that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, uh, Mac and Nick Jackson, have been teasing for a couple months now, they hadn't re-signed with Ring of Honor. Neither of them had. Um, their New Japan dates were starting to come to an end, and they hadn't re-signed anything. So a lot of people have been wondering what was going on. Well, here you go. We have All Elite Wrestling. So this is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. This is what we know so far. Um, the executive producers of All Elite Wrestling will be the Bucks and Cody Rhodes. Um, they are executive producers and I believe vice presidents as well. Um, then you have the president who is Tony Kaw. Tony Kaw, for those that do not know, is this as well. He is half owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and I believe he has thrown down $100 million dollars uh, invested into all elite wrestling of his That's a own lot. money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, on top of all that, we've also found out that we've got uh, a couple of big names that are supposedly going to be involved mm -hmm. with all elite wrestling as well. Um, there's rumors uh, for those that also remember. A couple months back, there was rumors that Chris Jericho and Jim Ross were going to start a new wrestling promotion. Um, turns out All Elite Wrestling was that promotion. They are not starting it. However, once Jericho's current agreement with New Japan expires, which it's set to do here uh, rather quickly, um, he is supposedly supposed to be signing on as part of Creative. Jim Ross, who was a former booker and a former executive vice president of talent for the WWE, he is actually uh, rumored to be coming on as a, uh, uh, a talent relations person again as well. To me, that's, that's uh -huh. huge. And he has yeah, not officially that's... said anything because he's still under WWE contract. Exactly. His, his term and his agreement is not set to expire uh, with the WWE until sometime yeah. into the spring of this year. 
So he's had to be quite hush-hush with uh, what's been revealed, what's not been revealed, everything like that. Um, so that's that's what's kind of got everybody quiet with, with him, at least. Um, some further information that has come out is uh, TV networks. People have been wondering how uh, they're going to be able to see All Elite Wrestling. Well, uh, good news is they have already been shopping around, and it's a pretty noticeable name as to who apparently is the front runner. Now, again, this is all supposed rumors. Nothing's confirmed. But of these rumors, they have said that uh, Time Warner, yes, Time Warner as in former WCW broadcasters Time Warner, have been in talks with people to start producing a television show for that. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, then we're going to look at potentially seeing professional wrestling come back to uh, TNT or TBS or potentially both. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so my question t- is, Trav, the, uh, uh-huh. the rumored people so far, it, which is, I don't know about this one, but this is one of the major rumors right now is Goldberg. Actually, the biggest, of, and that's where I was we're getting get to, to next, the, actually. To you just beat me to the punch. Um, the obviously, the Bucks and uh, Rhodes have already gotten their contracts. Uh, Brandy has two. Britt Baker, of course, was announced. And, yes, while nothing is set in stone, Bill Goldberg has followed all the AE accounts, the AE wrestling accounts, uh, including the Bucks, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so... This is huge that Goldberg, of all people, is looking at uh, coming in. And that's not the only big name that has been rumored. Yeah, For those that are unaware, Kenny Omega's contract yeah, with New Japan expires at the end of this month. Now, this is where things get interesting because apparently WWE has already made an offer to Kenny Omega to A come to do huh? A fantastic offer. A, yes, it is rumoredly, nobody knows the finer details to it, but it has been rumored to be an absolutely amazing, fantastic offer by the WWE that's at least a six- to seven-figure deal. Um, part of that deal, which is also something they're trying to do with AJ Styles, is uh, Styles, his contract is expiring here pretty soon uh, after Mania. Well, the rumor going around is that if Kenny Omega, which is a huge factor as to all this playing out, uh, AJ Styles has been rumored saying that he wants to potentially go to All Elite Wrestling as well. So part of the agreement with Styles is that Kenny Omega, if he does sign with WWE, if he does accept their contract offer, then he will go straight into a program. Kenny Omega will with AJ Styles on the SmackDown brand, and it will be a WrestleMania match between Styles and Omega. That would be a really quick build. Well, and here's the thing. This is is where people are wondering, well, how would that work? Well, the whole angle that they did at the end of SmackDown where Vince said, I want to see the real AJ, and AJ punched him. So this is where that comes into play so, because that was all like, this has all been set up for Kenny Omega to come in because styles would, would play the heel against, against Omega. So sorry, Travis, I cut you off. I know you hate that. 
Um, the thing is, you're saying he might go heel, AJ. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to, like, actually form, like, a Bullet Club and said, and like, maybe AJ Styles brings Kenny Omega on his side? Or no? In some fans' aspect, that, that would be cool. But if anything, this would actually be Better. the culmination of their of their feud because it was Omega who kicked Styles out of the Bullet Club oh, in Japan I to begin forgot. with. Oh, my God, I forgot. So, so yeah, it would make total oh, sense for sense. Styles and Omega to go against each other. Okay, so Omega, at his point of his career right now, I mean, do you re- I think – I'm not saying he's old or anything, but I'm saying, like, he's at a perfect prime time – to come to WB, make good money, and then get his name out there for the rest of you know the rest of the world. I know people say you know New Japan is people know him, but I mean I'd argue a lot of wrestling fans and WB fans don't know who Kenny Omega is still. Casual fan has no idea who Kenny Omega really is. Like I'm sure they've heard his name tossed yeah, around yeah, yeah. a few times, but no, your casual audience would not know. I, a little kid has no idea unless. Their kid is, you know, they're watching uh, Ring of Honor or stuff with their parents or something like that. They're not going to know who Kenny Omega is. Um, so unless WWE really means what they say and they're trying to generate more of a adult audience without, yeah. of course, going attitudinal, then no, they're not going to know who who Kenny Omega is. But that's that's not necessarily a bad thing either. You know, yeah, that's true. You can really talk Omega up, and especially now. After him coming off of the loss uh, at uh, at Wrestle Kingdom on Friday to uh, to Hiroshi uh, to Tanahashi, uh, yeah, yeah it looks yeah. it looks more it looks more feasible than ever that Kenny Omega and most people, even Dave Meltzer said himself, that he does not see Kenny Omega sticking with New Japan. So, but, so, so he's going to go somewhere. It's just it's a question of where. In general. I just feel like if he does go, he can make. I'm not sure. I know he's not all about the money, but it's like if he goes to uh, new um, AEW. I mean, he's taking a huge risk. I mean, he's at the prime of his career still. It just that's when I think like AJ Styles. He could have easily went back to New Japan, but he chose WWE, and it was around the same time Royal Rumble, which is crazy. It, it, would it be a bit of a risk? Yeah, but right now, all those guys that are involved with All Elite Wrestling right now, they're they're all taking a huge risk. You know, this the, the very first show is going to be the the sequel to All In, Double or Nothing, which they haven't even announced a date for that yet, which is supposed to uh, be forthcoming here in the next week or two. Um, but they're looking at uh, doing that as their very first show sometime in the spring. So that's going to be the real determination as to what happens. I told people when All In was announced that that show was going to change professional wrestling. Yeah. And and what do you know? Here we are almost a year, not even a year later after All In. And look, my point was proven right. Now we get AEW coming out of it. We've got Double or Nothing, which is the All In sequel show. And there's so many names that are being thrown around. Just, just think about this for a second. If they were to legitimately sign, if Chris Jericho comes on board, Bill Goldberg comes on board, and you get Kenny Omega, who arguably, I know a lot of people throw this around, especially in wrestling because they want to push the narrative, but he is legitimately the hottest free agent coming out at the end of the month. So, yeah, it's if they were to get those three names right off the bat, I, I'm telling you now, All Elite Wrestling would be looking at a, a potentially stacked roster filled 
with a bunch of great independent wrestlers. I mean, it really could be the first real competition in since WCW. To that statement right there, there's apparently a lot of people, WWE personnel, that are going to keep a very close eye on AEW because uh, I mean, apparently sure. a lot of people that are unhappy with their position in WWE currently, mm-hmm. uh, they may be looking to jump shit. I mean, there's no yeah. other alternative. They have no other alternative. And if it's something you finally get an alternative, you know. I just think, I don't think the money's going to be there for a while, though, for people, for positions and wrestlers. I mean, something like AJ Styles can expect the same money to be made in AEW. Am I right or wrong? What do you think? Well, and, and, and this kind of goes back to WWE's old school when it comes to their, when it comes to how they used to do their contracts. I guarantee you probably for the first year, um, they're not going to be able to do guaranteed contracts. It's probably going to be by the date, and it's probably going to be the venue, and they'll probably make a certain percentage of whatever the gate is. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's really what it's going to come down to is promotion, advertising, marketing. Like, if they can get All Elite Wrestling off the ground and have a bunch of big financial backing when it comes to advertising and promotion, then, yeah, they could probably do fat guaranteed contracts. But until that comes in, which nothing would be set in stone, nor would anything be feasible as a guaranteed contract until you actually get TV rights, you know, until you have somewhere to showcase your show, you're not really going to look at seeing a whole lot of money, which is what the WWE banks on right now. Mm-hmm. You have those deals with USA and Fox. Those are, I believe, what the total was like over $10 billion over the next five years, something insane like that. So that's really where they make their money, and that's where I believe AEW is going to make their most money too. But you can bet that this product is going to be, like you said, the alternative to WWE, and it's probably going to be the real competition that steps up and takes WWE on head first. Now, do I think they're going to go and compete with them on Mondays or or soon-to-be Friday nights? No, and from what I've read, they're looking at that Tuesday night time slot And depending on when a television deal is made and when they air their first show, it could potentially go head-to-head with SmackDown for a little while. But with SmackDown going back to Fridays in October, AEW would be looking at a good market that even even my very own girlfriend looked at when I told her right off the bat. She's like, Tuesday is a good time slot. People are used to it already with SmackDown being on Tuesdays now. So they wouldn't really be losing an audience. They would be gaining the well, audience that was used to watching Fox SmackDown on Fox. Tuesdays. That's what they'd get at. And Fox is going to be supposedly having SmackDown on Friday, right? Confirmed. They will be moving to Friday nights. Yeah. Now that Fox has the NFL on Thursdays during the NFL season, they want it to be part of their sports lineup for the weekend, which would see the NFL Thursday game played followed by Friday Night Smackdown that Friday, which then leads into the Sunday Night Football games that weekend. did you hear about this big thing about Fox literally forcing and telling Vince uh, that they have to have, they want the full roster? Heard something about that, but really, they don't want the full roster. They're select stars that they want. They still want to keep it as a separate brand show. Um but they want bigger stars. Like, they've already made a play to say they want Rousey on SmackDown. I'm sure. Yeah. They I, want I mean, yeah. Fox. 
Fox is really going to push WWE to be a better product, and and I truly believe that. I think, I think because right, I'm excited for it. I, when you think about it, the USA Network really wasn't getting any huge numbers without WWE. So when WWE, WWE really had the hand when it came to the USA Network, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they they really could do whatever they wanted on that on that network. Now that you've got them on competing networks, nonetheless, you've got NBCU, uh, NBC Universal, which is the parent company and the owner to the USA Network. You've got SmackDown against one of their competitors on Fox. Yeah. So it's their biggest competitor, nonetheless. So yeah, you've got you've got a big big time issue that's looking at coming up as to. You're really going to see who the better uh, program is. You're going to see who the better brand is. And with uh, them asking SmackDown to go to more of a sports-oriented show, don't be surprised if Raw doesn't take that exact same turn either before or shortly after uh, SmackDown does. I agree. Um, So that was quite a bit of AW stuff. So, Travis... The WWE. What is uh, what's been exciting you? What's been uh, getting you going? Anything besides the awesome shakeup? What a crazy shakeup! It's not been done before, type of thing. What'd you say? The McMahon's back and forth in, in power. Like that's not ever happened. <laughs> like I, I real, I literally had such a letdown by that shakedown. I was so let down. Or. Um, but I, so I, don't, I think you're going in and out. We can't hear you. Well, I think we're let down by that. That the the shakeup was literally just, hey, you know, we're taking back over the company. Okay, that's great. What does that mean? <laughs> in anything, because I mean, and, and you know, and and this is where I will give WWE the benefit of the doubt, because now, especially with competition apparently on the horizon for them. I think they are going to have to start listening to fans now. Yep. You know what I mean? I agree. So I will, I will say, if, if they truly mean that, that this whole shift thing is supposed to be towards more of a fan-oriented product, then great. You know, let, that still is yet to be seen because all we've had is uh, pre-taped shows the last two weeks. So if we get a live show that actually shows us WWE does care about what we're wanting now, then we might have something. But as of this moment, I don't really expect much to change with WWE. I mean, what do you I mean once they go to Fox, I really wonder what are the main things they're gonna do different. Like people are saying, you know, obviously they want Lesnar, they want all these people on SmackDown, which how would they make sense? Do they unify titles? Do they just put back in the old go old school and put you know, Raw and SmackDown like they used to be, you know, current shows that go, you know, head to head or don't go head to head anymore. It's just one brand. You know, that's kind of what I thought the announcement was going to be, not about, you know, whatever. People kind of thought the same thing, too. But, like I said, Fox doesn't want the brands to be united because they they don't want to, and that goes back to what I was saying about them, they don't want to have a competitor with their show. So they want to keep the brands separate because if they were to reunite the brands, then that means Fox would have to promote uh, Raw, which is still broadcast on the USA Network, so they're broadcasting a competitor. Like they're they're enticing you to tune in the next week on another competitor's network. You know what I mean? That's 
that's why Fox doesn't want it to to be a full roster anymore. They still want the brand split come yeah. October. So next question for you, Travis. Next question for you. Who, because we're, we're trying to cover a lot of ground being gone for two weeks. What do you think, who do you think should be the first ever women's tag team champions? And to, what makes sense to you? Really, in my opinion, it need, it should be Bailey and Sasha. So I talked to uh, some buddies who come uh, to my work a lot. And they were saying, which they don't like them. But they're saying Iconics. They're the only actual tag team women to actually been together very long and actually are a tag team compared to the other ones that are just thrown together. What do you think about Iconics? The Iconics. And I wouldn't mind them being the first ones either. But anybody that keeps looking over Sasha and, and Bailey's thing, Sasha and Bailey were doing the whole tag team thing uh, shortly or either right before the Iconics got called up to the main roster. So, even though their feud obviously became a letdown, at this point now that we don't really see that feud coming to fruition anymore, then I'd say keep them as a team and make them the champions. Make them the first women's tag team champions. Because, I mean, it makes sense. They're, they're, a good, they're a good team. They obviously are girls that can wrestle. Yeah. So, if anything... If you want to make it a final, make it the Iconics versus Bailey and Sasha for a final. Yeah. Um, can be your your good guy, your heel dynamic right there. Yeah, I agree. Um, next big thing. Now, tomorrow, we will see the return of Hulkamania, Travis. Kind of sad, though, in the in the way that we're seeing him, though. I know. Those, again, who, who haven't heard, Travis, we lost. Now, buddy. Another legend of, of WWE this past week, which was none other than, in my opinion, probably the greatest interviewer that has ever been in professional wrestling, um, which would be Mean Gene Oakland. Mm -hmm. We uh, we lost we lost a voice of a generation. Literally, I know we've heard it several times before, but we've lost a staple of a generation. You know, oh, yeah, um, of course, I grew up on WCW, so. I remember Gene Okerlund when he was in on WCW TV. That's how I heard about him. And then, of course, all of his legendary work with the WWE in the 80s and the AWA even uh, in the early 80s. So, um, Ramsey, I, I don't know how... What, I, what's your memories of Mean Gene? Because I know you were a WWE guy, and he was out of WWE uh, during the Attitude Era in our time of wrestling. So... What do you have any memories or fond memories of Mean Gene? Man, uh, the main ones, the main ones I can remember, and I do not know if these were. I don't know if it was live or just me watching stuff throughout the years of being an older, being an adult and stuff. But I used to love all of his interviews with Macho Man, and I love his, all of his reactions. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd always him sell, and Hulk Hogan and Macho, Macho Man, Man's... and you know what, Ric Flair too. If, oh yeah, if Rick, Mean oh, Gene was interviewing true. them. It was a wrap. He sold it so well. He just he just he just sold it so well, and it, it wasn't like the Michael Cole kind of a, a guy that would like act you know like like a little wussy or whatever. But it, you know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like Mean Gene like had some like uh something. He had some gravitas to him, and he, when he was in there, you had like he had a presence. He was one of the few guys, I think, or at least I should say, one of the few people who have been in that position, been in the interview position, and he felt just. Not as important because obviously he wasn't an in-ring competitor, but
but he felt he felt important. You know what I mean? Like if Mean Gene was interviewing you, it meant something. You know what I mean? He he made himself stand out in a crowd, um, and there was just Mean Gene brought a presence to him. He brought I I felt a, a form of legitimacy when it came towards his interviews. You know what I mean? He took it seriously. He acted just like a journalist. Um, I, I I think Mean Gene was probably the best that's ever been in that role. Yeah, I agree. Um, man. The return of Brock Lesnar tomorrow night as oh, well. Um, it's There's a lot going on on this first episode of Raw for the new year. So that's why I say, you know, I'm going to keep an open mind with this whole... You know we're gonna we're gonna make it all about what you want now. I'm gonna keep an open mind and let's see how let's see how long that really goes because I'm sure they'll play to it for about the first week or two. Let's see where it goes after that. That's true. I guess we should have. I mean, I'm, I'm giving. I mean, I, I'm never like. I was almost. I can't say this. I was almost to the point where I was you know starting to really consider like not watching WWE anymore and just maybe reporting more on. New Japan or ROH more often because you know mo- mostly rumbling rumors is obviously mostly WWE stuff. But you know we do New Japan. Oh hey, Wrestle Kingdom. Would you watch it at all or what? Watch the whole show. As a matter of fact, how, how, do, uh, how would you, uh, not live. Let me say that I yeah, tried I to watch. <laughs> I tried to watch it live. What did you think? Uh, about but it? my eyes fought against me on that one. <laughs> uh, it was a great show though. Uh, Will Osprey and uh, oh my god. Kota Ibushi, there we go. Uh, they had the very first match of the night, and uh, again, I keep I keep saying it, but my girlfriend's not a huge wrestling fan. She's pretty much watched it because I do, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but I had her stay up and watch it because she kind of gets a thrill out of some of the the acrobatics when she does watch wrestling. She enjoys Ring of Honor and New Japan probably more so than what she does WWE. Oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just because she's always said uh, Ring of Honor and uh, New Japan have had more of a realistic fight style to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the horky, the horky comedy that WWE likes to showcase. Um, but I was like, You're, you'll like this one between Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi. And what she saw there, there were several times where she vocally was like, whoa, like, okay, <laughs> all right now. I see you now. And I was like, so she got, she got into it a little bit. So... That was just, a great opening opening match. To watch it live. It's just too hard to stay up that late. <laughs> and and again, I, she I give her I give her props because she even woke me up at one o'clock when they started the pre-show. She was like, "Hey, your show's on." And I said, "Okay." She <laughs> goes, "Do you are you gonna watch it?" And I said, I'll "Give it a few minutes," <laughs> and I went back to sleep for another fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it it was pretty entertaining. Uh, I got to watch the rest of the show the next day though, so that was that was really cool. Yeah, hey, Jay White is going to be is the leader of the Bullet Club now. He'll be the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, I think, by the end of the year. Just saying. I don't know if I'm really feeling Jay White. I mean, I just don't know. I I don't. He wrestles good. I'm just saying, like his persona. This the more cop like like bad boy Tomatonga, uh, who to me is like he should be the leader of the freaking Bullet Club. Oh, I think that, that dude, yes. he, he he lives that damn gimmick, and he is a pro. Yeah, um, I followed on Instagram for a while. But, he really does. 
man, he can be a dick too, and it's wonderful. <laughs> um, but he even is, he's starting to get that same swagger. That's why I like Jay White, is he's starting to get that confidence to him. Whereas he was playing much of a loner type of character last year, uh, ever since he came back as the Switchblade gimmick. But now he's going into more of a, I'm a leader. I've got the swagger to go along with it. I've got the talent to lead this group. I've got the right people to support me. He's really coming into his own as a cocky heel character. I really character. wish I had the time and effort to make like little audio effects. Because when you said swagger, I really just want to play Jack Swagger's music over when you're talking. Yeah. And the best part <laughs> is you would never know until you actually listen to the podcast because we're in different 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 areas recording this. <laughs> I know. I'm with you. Um, so, so what was what do you think was your favorite match? Because you watched you watched the whole thing. I don't watch highlights. If I was to pick one match out of the out of the whole show, um, Jericho and Naito was really close. Like it, it was extremely close. Um, I liked I liked Tanahashi and Omega, but. I'd have to say the opening Travis, match, Osprey like and Ibushi, was pretty damn good, man. Travis, you keep cutting out like crazy. Apologize about the audio. We fixed uh, Travis's audio; it was a little bit off. So thank you for sticking with us. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what else? Oh, uh, you're, you said your favorite match was. Um... I liked Osprey and Ibushi. Okay. But by the way, uh, apparently there's a match that took place either. I think it was to, to it would be today, so it would be nighttime their time. But Zack Saber Jr., who is one of my favorites on the independent league, who I hope is one of the guys that ends up signing with All Elite Wrestling, he just took on uh, Pac or Pac, if you will. For those that don't know who that is, that's Neville from WWE tonight. Mm -hmm. So I really want to find that match somewhere and watch that because I think that would be absolutely amazing to watch. My favorite match was was Tensai versus Kenny Omega. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go with that at all. My first one all night, buddy. Yeah, I know. And it, first one of 2019. Thanks. Do you miss Do you miss Tensai? I actually put that on Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter. I don't miss Tensai at all. That's sad. I liked I like Matt Bloom playing either Albert or whatever, but not the Tensai role. <laughs> they just they they didn't let it simmer. They gave up on that Tensai character too, Real quick. too quick. I no. liked his theme music. It was pretty cool, but Yeah. I'm surprised I'm surprised to remember who that is off the bat that quick. I'm a historian, bro. You know better. Historian, more like uh, boar borstorian. Thanks, Adam Sandler. I know. That's, that's... Does that go with your boar fill too? Oh god. Um, <laughs> so what else do you want to cover? Because I know I want to make. We're recording this uh, late, late, later at night. I can't talk tonight. <laughs> I know. Maybe maybe your bedtime is coming up a little too quickly. Uh, yeah, I'm stay till five in the morning, just laying around. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's much left. Uh, much else that we can talk about. Um, that's sad. I mean, Two weeks of wrestling. That's it. Oh my god. Well, I mean, we could always uh, we could always talk about you know how Drew McIntyre is still on fire or that Seth Rollins is on fire, but we already knew this, you know. Do you I really mean, I mean, do you think they're going to give Seth Rollins another title opportunity? Yes. Okay. It's the it's the most like it's the most feasible. It's the most likely, and it makes the most sense because I said it. I've said it on this very podcast before. 
that Roman Reigns, if he was not the guy, which we know they were pushing him to be the face of their company, oh, yeah. and they did, but I even said this on an episode where we were asking outside of Roman Reigns who was the face of that company, who would it be? I said even then, it's Seth Rollins. That dude does not get booed by a single human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless he has a bad match with Dean Ambrose on a pay-per-view. And, and that, that, case, he gets that booed was my next the lead right there. Dean Ambrose is falling so flat personally, I don't know what's going on. I, I know, and I don't... It's I, sad. Is, is it him, or is it just the storylines they're going What is it? Well, I think what ended up happening is I can see it being a combination of both because he was doing great character work when they did the original split, but because, and this is where us as wrestling fans become so freaking fickle, it's unreal. Yeah. Um, because he started bringing up the Roman Reigns situation and people thought it was very distasteful for them to still include Reigns with his leukemia battle and everything like that. They dropped the whole angle that they were originally going to go with, which was going to have Dean as a super heel. Like, he was going to be a freaking bad guy. And because people started getting uncomfortable with him bringing up Reigns and the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing because of his battle with leukemia, they ditched that and now given him this... I'm the moral compass of WWE type of thing, which basically is nothing but the great value Walmart version of Bane, you know, <laughs> yeah. coming out with the the uh, little squad with their gas masks on and in his little bomber jacket and things like that. It's like, come on, dude, we know what you're trying to do, and it's it's horrible. If they would have let Dean continue doing what he was doing, he would not be falling flat like he is right now. I mean, is this? Is this the type of stuff we just keep seeing that this keeps happening and where we're just like, we were so excited for Dean Ambrose to come back. And then he turned and I wasn't a big fan of it, but then I was like, okay, you know, he, he's a heel. I guess it's very, it's very healy. It's a very really ruthless thing to say, you know, I cannot fucking talk tonight. Uh, <laughs> but then you have him do this whole gimmick where it's like, it just doesn't feel like the gimmick he should have coming off. Of it shouldn't. Him. Yeah, it shouldn't at all. He's again with what they were doing with him. I think he would have been more than successful. But now that they had to drop the way that they were going to go with it and turn him into like like I was saying, he calls himself now the moral compass of WWE. I don't know exactly how the hell that worked because <laughs> yeah. right now it's not really making any sense whatsoever. Um, I think that's what's killing him right now. If they would just allow him to be a bad guy and just say. I'm a bad... Sorry. <laughs> if they would just allow him to say basically whatever he can within the confines of PG for obvious reasons, but allow him to still be a dominant heel character, he wouldn't be so bad as he is right now. And that and that sucks because, he, like you said, he just came back from injury, arguably in the best shape that he's been in since with uh, he's been with WWE, oh, and he had a gimmick that is. was going to work. It was really going to work, but right now, it's not. Yeah, that was, well, I mean, you're right. Well, I think that concludes most of the main topics, and I'm pretty tired because I had a long day. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, then, I think that was a good episode, then. We came back for our short 35, 40-minute episode. We're, we're doing good. Not too bad, and I'll let you take it out, Trouble. All right, guys. Thank you for rejoining us for 2019. We hope that you stick around with us for this year as you did the previous years. And if you're a brand new listener, welcome. We ask you to come back and keep on listening to us. We'll be back next week with another episode. So 
In the meantime, go and follow our pages over on Twitter at Rumbling Rumors. You can follow Ramsey and I both at WWE Ramsey and at Travis underscore Falhark. You can also go to Facebook and follow the Facebook page, Rumbling Rumors. It is an awesome page. And if you just want to go to the website, rumblingrumors.com, you'll get all kinds of articles, spoilers, non-spoilers, and free HD wallpapers designed exclusively by Ram Jam, the man himself. So there's tons of stuff you can visit on the website. Sound good? Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> Did that sound okay? Did I do the, all the right plugs? Sounds good, bro. You plugged it away. Thank you, guys. I to plug it in, man. Plug it in. Whoa. I appreciate you guys supporting us all this time, and hopefully we will grow, grow, grow in 2019. That's uh, that's all we can do is grow, 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 and, and get mo, mo, mo. I'm so freaking tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be catchy and whatever. I just am tired now. Weird. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Peace out.